0: And so this is starting episode 150. I have uh, a very interesting guest. Her name is Ruin. Ruin, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself?
1: Hello. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I am an erotica author. I write erotica and erotic romance. And some of my stuff even falls into smut. I'll definitely admit that. And I'm also a podcaster at, oh, fuck yeah, with Ruin Willow Podcast on all podcast apps pretty much. And... I am also a audiobook narrator for not safe for work audiobooks, and also a sex blogger. I have a website also where I have some erotic stories and some uh, like nonfiction sex stuff, like you know tips and sex toy reviews, stuff like that. I have a new book that just came out, Decadent Erotica, which is ten stories of erotica different topics, and that's on Amazon and also Barnes & Noble, Kobo, uh, Apple Books, a whole bunch of different places. And I just had, let's see, one, two, three, four, five audiobooks go live. We've got Naughty Santa Gives an Erotic Gift, The Licking <laughs> Sip Coffee Shop. <laughs> the Licking Sip Coffee Shop is very interesting. People, I, oh my gosh, I had the best review from this woman, right? She reviews all my stuff and she mm-hmm. was reading the the licking sip coffee shop and she was on her treadmill she was so shocked she she had to get off her treadmill to read the rest of my story i'm like that is the best review i think i've ever heard that's fucking awesome
0: what are you doing running on a treadmill reading erotica like what
1: oh i've done that i've totally done that too i'm totally guilty of doing that i have totally done that well usually i'm like speed walking i don't know what she was doing but i speed walk so then i can still read And then my other ones that just went live are the Adult Sex Fort, Kinky Games at Home. And those are all on like audiobooks.com, Nook Audiobooks, Kobo, Walmart, uh, Libro FM, Scribd, Storytel, and like 45 others are still coming. Wow. My next books to launch are in my Sex Challenge series, the Car Sex Challenge. And my audiobook that's about to launch is Skinny Dipping at the Pond on a Hot Summer Day. And my other two audiobooks that went live are my two lesbian stories. Uh, one I wrote, and the other one is um, by Amber Collins. The one I wrote is Magic and Her Kisses. And the one that she wrote is Our Massive Day at the Carnival. Oh, and one more I'll mention that came out in mm-hmm. October, In the Dark for the Dark Web, which is a very naughty story.
0: <laughs> well, I would hope it would be. It's from the dark web, right? So I know,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> I, well, it was fun to narrate. Let me tell you, <laughs>
0: I, I just like so you because what I I know Barnes and Noble, right? Like I've I've perused past after looking at my comic books, and I've I've run into the the not safe for work sections and had a couple giggles, but like mm-hmm. Walmart for real, your books are at Walmart. Yeah. Really?
1: Yeah. Well, they're online. So like, I guess Kobo and Walmart are the same thing. I just actually found that out. I didn't know they were the same thing. They must, Walmart must own Kobo. I don't know. But yeah, Mm -hmm. so Walmart and Kobo are linked together and my books are there. And yeah, on Amazon, you know, Amazon is funny. They will sell erotica, but they don't ever let you, they don't let us, any erotic authors pay to advertise, but they will publish our stuff. Hmm. we're kind of hypocrites
0: well <laughs> I, some of the uh some of the more interesting stuff that i've i've perused because uh, i i've I don't want to dive too deep into it, but like sometimes I get a little anime-ish, like I've got a really nifty oh, mouse yeah. pad mm-hmm. and they'll put like a little Band-Aid across, you know, like the parts and you're like, it's, mm. but they're not showing anything. Just let it happen. Right. And then I've seen right. some of the erotic covers where I'm like, damn, that guy's good. <laughs> yeah.
1: So do you like that since, you know, I do a lot of um, mm-hmm. narrating for Amber Collins where she does like the giantess stuff, that's kind of like, it can go into the anime stuff. Do you like the giantess erotica? Do you know what that is?
0: I know what it is. Um, I think I have an idea about it, but uh, I like I just like the aesthetic. It's like, oh, that's a cool mouse pad. You know, like the the wrist. Support oh is sure, boobs. sure, sure,
1: sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I get it.
0: But I, I am curious because you had mentioned this. It's it's you, it travels into smut. What is the difference between erotica and smut? Out of curiosity.
1: Well, there is a gradient, and basically, smut is going to be more. Just kind of sex so it's going to have less story and as you go up the gradients from smut all the way up to erotic romance you're going to get way more story in romance and erotic romance than you are in smut so like some people write smut where it's just basically sex scenes okay. right um it could be in some of it's even really just kind of close to porn it may mm. or may have It usually will have a little bit of a story though still, but the more you go up the gradient between smut to erotica to erotic romance, you're going to get more and more story. So the erotic romance is going to have the most story, but it's still going to have a lot of sex. And some people will read it and they'll be like, it's not enough story. And then it's like, okay, it's erotica. Erotica. Hello. It has a lot of sex. And can I swear on here? I've already sworn, haven't I?
0: Oh, fuck yeah. Go for it.
1: OK, has a lot of sex and fucking in it. So, of course, it's going to. And then I always get like shocked when people like say that in the comments, like, oh, it's just not much. It's so much sex. I'm like, what do you expect? It's not a regular romance. It's not a sweet romance. It's erotica. Duh. Yeah. I, mean, I don't understand why people think that they get like oh, their head is like, I'm like, you, you, you chose something in the erotica category on purpose. Right. Yeah. You, you know, you did that right.
0: i i mean there's got to be a fine line between just enough story and and just enough uh you know sexual content that's there i Mm -hmm. I, have you found more people are like i want i want the the fucking and stuff here or is it more they're looking for a good story a good lead up i guess i'm kind of curious what have you found in your works that people really like
1: Oh, it's all across the board. Some people just want the sex scene. Some people, you know, I think more people like a, at least a little bit of a story, though, mm-hmm. um, if not a lot of story. So, you know, I think that's true that more people tend to like that. But there's so many people that just flat out like to write smut and read smut where it's just as much sex as possible. You know what I mean? Like, OK, yeah, it's it's across the board. But I think I think more people tend to like more story than not.
0: Now. With with more story, is that where you get into it, Ruin, where you're just like, I, I'm in it for the story? Are you in it for the the erotica parts? What what are you in it for?
1: Oh, both, definitely. Absolutely both. Um, I like to read erotica in addition to writing it. So, you know, I, I like to have both. You know, I, I I do like romance, too, but I just feel like it's not as accurate to real life because it doesn't have any sex in it real life has sex relationships Mm -hmm. have sex so to me romance is just lacking because it's it's not reflective of real life there's no there's no sex Mm -hmm. you know
0: what um so how did you start then because obviously you're you're telling me that you like it i I assumed you were probably reading and, and consuming this at some point in time where did the the spark come to go yeah i'm gonna write some books and stuff
1: well, I've always written my entire life. Even when I was a, a child in elementary school, I would grab a notebook and just like start writing stuff out. And I pretty much have written throughout my whole life. But in about 2016, I really decided I wanted to just go hardcore on writing. And I actually started writing under my real name. Okay. And I wrote several books. I got a book contract from a publisher for uh, my YA romance, which means young adult. So like it's a teenage romance story. Mm -hmm. And so that went live in 2022, but before that I was writing a lot of nonfiction for online websites and my own websites, a lot of nonfiction. And then I started doing that. And and then around, let's see, what was it, 2019, before that even went live, I just kind of wanted, I really wanted to start writing sexy stuff. I wanted to add sex into the romance. And so then I started writing erotica And, you know, writing about adults, you know, I'm not going to write about kids and sex. I mean, you you know, some of the books can have like hints at it or whatever, Mm -hmm. hints at sex, but there's no like sex scenes, obviously, because it's for people under 18, usually when it's YA romance. So that's kind of how it happened. And I still write under my real name and under Ruin Willow. Okay.
0: What... So, like, uh, I'm sure you're probably pretty familiar with, like, Literatica Were you, like... Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Have you published... I have one
1: story on there.
0: Oh, okay. Gotcha. Did it, did it do fairly well?
1: It did, yeah. And I edited that one, and I turned it into a novella, which is Never Say, Never Swing. And people really like that story. It's a swinging story, two couples that are friends, and then they decide to start having sex with each other. <laughs> People really like that book. It's done quite well. I've Since it's done quite well, I'm like, geez, maybe I should write a part two. <laughs>
0: uh, so you got... How, how does one find a publisher? Like, are there because obviously I don't know anything about the kind of uh, the the romance novels and the erotica novels, are there like whole publishing companies that are out there or they're just like, Hey, Rune, you did a great job. You want our stamp of approval? We'll help you out.
1: You have to send in a submission. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard of anybody chased down for a book unless maybe you're like Stephen King, you know what I mean? You have to like, and it's kind of, it is very difficult, especially in erotica to to get published in erotica by a publisher because they're also very particular, and they really want specific things. They want things said a certain way. So you know, you might write something for them, and then they just say no. Well, then you have to modify it for the next publisher. It really is kind of hard. Okay. And when it when but it romance comes... is a little easier. But there okay. are yeah, there are whole entire companies out there that will just publish only erotica. Yeah.
0: Awesome. And are these like trying to think of the question here because like I don't like I know just enough to be dangerous in a lot of things and this is one of those <laughs> things that I know just enough so like sure. when when you submitted your your novel process how deep into the writing game were you with, with a lot of this stuff
1: well with the romance the romance novel is the one that I have um, a publisher with and I had written I think that was my hmm that my third or fourth book i had written and i wrote it i actually had started writing it with you ever heard of on twitter there's a nano rhymo writing challenge maybe you've never heard of that it's kind of a writer thing
0: kind of sort of is it like a Nepodmo where it's like you, you you do a challenge for like a month of like straight mm-hmm. podcasts is it something like that
1: but it's writing so you, okay. you try to write i think they will the the challenge i think is to write so 30 or forty thousand words in the in one month okay and that's how I started writing that book, and that's how I wrote the majority of it. And then I finished it in December, and I, I did get another book contract with them. However, COVID hit, and so mm. luckily they didn't fold because a lot of publishers did fold during COVID. Really? Oh my gosh! Yes, it's it's crazy. You wouldn't think that that would be what happened, but it was. And one of the one of the print companies that were printing books went out of business because they had too much lag time. Of selling books, but then all of a sudden everybody was buying books mm-hmm. more, but they had already went out of business. So that really impacted the publishing industry, and so my other book hasn't gone live with them yet. They're slowly building back up. They only printed, published five books this year, and the year before they did none. So mine is just kind of sitting in the queue. My next one is sitting in the queue, waiting to happen. Which is so frustrating because who would have thought this would have happened? Like, you know, my book was all set to go. Who would have thought this whole COVID business would have happened? You know,
0: I I mean, I I actually got back because there's a famous comic book that I always reference uh, Superman 52. Mm. I bought the Mm -hmm. entire series. I love Superman. He's my favorite dude, but I can't seem to finish it. And during COVID, I almost did. I restarted, but I got to book three of five, and then I, I quit again. So I'm kind of surprised that, like, everything didn't take off because, like, you just had time to read and do whatever you wanted to do, you know?
1: Well, It was interesting because what I heard when I talked with other publishers and other writers was and it it did start to go crazy, and people started to start reading more and buying more books, but it didn't happen right away. There was this mm. lag time, and it was enough of a lag time or nobody was buying anything that it really hurt a lot of publishing companies and even the the print book or, you know the print company mm-hmm. which is crazy but that's what happened and it, you know it, it gets to a point where it's too little too late and yes people were buying things but these companies already went out of business so
0: good god that well uh, how long does it take you to write a book
1: um the fastest <laughs> the fastest i've ever written a book which was just mad it was just Crazy mad. I did it in two and a half weeks. And that book was, mm, I don't know, what was that one? Maybe 80,000 words. I was just on fire. The one that I have out now that's out as a book, that one took me about six and a half weeks, which now, is not common. Some people take a lot longer. I tend yeah. to write pretty quickly. Um like the other day I sat down and wrote a story. I wrote 4000 words in a morning. You know, like that's not a big deal for me. That just it just spills out of me. I don't I don't take months and months and stare at a blank screen. I'm um you know, I'm 4k in a morning, you know.
0: <laughs> I got you. Now I'm kind of a goober. I don't know what 4000 words looks like. Uh, if you could put that yeah. in the pages, <laughs> what what does that look like in a, in, a, in a page?
1: Oh. Yeah, I'm that's using a good question. terminology. I don't yet. really <laughs> always think of it as in. Page. Let's see. I'm trying to remember because I've written so much that it's hard to remember what that equates to in pages. It takes me probably about a half hour or more to narrate that lot, that many words. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, I don't know. I can't I don't remember. Know if what you're pages. Doing, I'm, I'm Googling too. Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> for... I mean,
1: I could look at Amazon and look at my book and see what it's says. One of my books and see what it says. But off the top of my head, I'm, I'm just, I am I just I always think in um, number of words, because mm-hmm. generally you when you write in a genre, each genre has its own like acceptable number of words. OK, you know. Yeah. And they're all different. So I, I always think of and then also, you know, if you're writing a story like I'm writing a story, that story was written for an anthology that's going to go live at, on Valentine's Day. And that one is uh, the limit is around four k. So, okay, yeah, four, that's how usually we talk about it. <laughs> four
0: thousand words is a eight pages single spade or sixteen pages uh, double space. Good there god, there we go. Okay, eight pages in a in a morning. That's like I've I've dabbled enough with writing <laughs> when I was deployed and such, and I'm like I'm gonna write some stuff down, and like I think I hit like five pages, and I'm like this is too much words. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's awesome.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what
0: so when it comes to writing all this all this time is this like your full-time job or is this just like something you kind of do on the off sand, offhand
1: no i do this is what i do but i also write under my real name so you know it's 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 kind of like i'm two authors sort of you know what i mean like mm-hmm. under my real name and then under ruin willow and then i do the podcast
0: it was ruin uh because I'm i I'm going in the gutter here. Was ruin a specific, like, did you come up with that for a reason or did it just sound cool to you?
1: Well, actually, the the whole thing that started this for me is I kind of did this on a whim. One day I was sitting around. I'm like, I really want to, like, do some erotica and just write sexy stuff. So I started on a whim. I started a Twitter account. And I was trying to think of something, what I wanted to do. And I'm going to do a snarky wine glass. Or what do I want to do? So mm. then I ended up thinking... um I'm gonna do raunchy. Raunchy is a writer, and so my Twitter handle became raunchy is because I just take the first part of it, and so I took raunchy is and turned it into ruin, and then I was trying to think of a wood, a kind of wood that sounded. But I liked the name willow. Okay. So ruin wood ruin willow.
0: Nice. Okay, and that's a, that's that's a way to come up with something. <laughs>
1: That's literally how I came. So I took raunchy and I turned it into ruin.
0: All right, and I guess what is what is the best part about writing these stories for you? Uh, obviously, you you kind of told me a story about how you know women love the. Uh, you know, kind of reading things, and people like the story better, or the erotica. You like both. What is the best part about writing these stories, in your personal opinion? Is it the feedback that you get? Is it just the enjoyment that you you get from from folks, you know, enjoying it? Or are you just like, this is my story, and I don't really care too much?
1: Um, well, I definitely like to explore my own sexuality, and I love creating stories and characters. I really do love hearing what people think of it. Also. Um, I definitely have haters. I have people that you know say negative things. So I have haters, there's no doubt about that. Okay. Um but yeah, I love I love hearing feedback. So I guess it's kind of a combo of you know me loving ex- just exploring my own sexuality and creating a story, challenging myself, writing something, you know, something totally crazy and getting feedback from people.
0: What? How can you have haters out of this? Like if if it's just not, if it's not like.
1: Oh my gosh. I have one woman and I don't know what her deal is, but she (laughs) will take my stuff and she will review it. And she, she will change her name and then write a bad review for me. And then I will go back and check and I'll see that it's her because she'll change her name back to what she was before. Mm -hmm. And so she's a hater. And I have people on my podcast who are haters. I have a lot of people who love it, but I have haters too. I mean, and I don't know. I don't know if it's jealousy. The one person that also gave me some hate reviews, her name is Envy. Like, okay, that's kind of weird that that your username is Envy, and you're trashing my work. Okay.
0: I mean, it makes <laughs> it it makes sense that she'd be, en- or he or she or they would be envious of what you're doing, but like, yeah, how do you hate on erotica? Like, it if you're watching a mo- if. If you're watching the good movies on the internet, like we all do every once in a while, if it's uh-huh. if it's not your jam, you just move on to the next one because you're not I sitting know, there right? trying to critique it, right? I what I have are a these goal. people. I know. <laughs> I have a goal. I <laughs> <God>.
1: <laughs> one of the funniest things, you know, one of the funniest ones I had to, which, which I turned it around on her because I actually thought it was a compliment. So she was ragging on my magic in her kisses because it starts off with a lot of lesbian sex. I mean, it's okay. a lot of sex and then it grows into an erotic romance. So then the story develops. And her comment was, Jesus fucking Christ, is this written by a fucking 13-year-old boy? (laughs) And I'm like, why, thank you, sweetheart. I said, I find that an absolute fucking comment that I, a white woman, you think that I'm writing like a horny teenager. Fucking thank you. That is a compliment to me. And I know you meant it as an insult, and it's a compliment to me. Because if I can make my brain go there, that's a talent in my damn opinion. Yes, yeah, like that's that's what that's what you want.
0: That's where all yes. of our brains go. A thirteen-year-old horny kid just sitting in his basement exactly. trying to figure out what he needs to do.
1: That's awesome. I know, right? Yeah, so I, I actually really liked that. It, you know, and I turned around, and I told, and I thanked her. I said, "Thank you." I like, totally. My response was, I was on Goodreads where she did that. <laughs> I said, "I'm sorry. Not everyone has." You know, a libido, an open sexual mind. I'm really sorry that you don't. <laughs> what snarky, yeah. <laughs> was
0: it was it a challenge to write a lesbian story, or are you kind of like uh, very fluid with with your sexuality? So like it's it was pretty fairly easy to just kind of dive in and out of, of whatever you're writing.
1: Yeah, it was fairly easy. And I've done a lot of research and it's a it's a dom sub story. Okay, And I've done a lot of research into dom sub and BDSM and I've even interviewed doms. And so it was a really fun story to write. It was it's a age gap. So it's a professor and student. So the professor is super nerdy and klutzy and the student is a bratty student and they they start an affair and they don't know what the hell they're doing in the bdsm relationship so it's really fun for them to In the story they try to figure it all out what, how are they going to work and when it first starts out the nerdy professor she doesn't know she's a dom and the student doesn't realize she's a sub so it's really it's it was so fun to write i really and then, yeah it's, <laughs> i'm pretty fluid with it so it, it wasn't hard for me to write at all
0: and most of the stories that, that you do write, are is there kind of like an overarching theme with it? or Because uh, I know you said you explore a whole bunch. You, you write fantasy, and I, I'm very curious about what erotic fantasy can be. Is that like uh, erotic in, in space? But is there like an overarching theme that you like to try to achieve with a lot of the stories? Or is this uh, kind of just like, eh, I'm going to write what I feel like today?
1: actually write what i'm gonna feel like today i'm kind of putting my feelers out there trying everything that i want to try mm-hmm. you know a lot of people say you should niche down and only write about one thing mm-hmm. and you know maybe eventually i'll do that but right now i'm just writing whatever the fuck i want and i'm writing it all across <laughs> i'll write heterosexual i'll write multiple partner i'll write women loving women lesbian stories mm-hmm. you know i even have you know some totally you know I have one book series that's about a monogamous couple who are doing sex play. You know, it's so I have everything all across the board. And I'm enjoying it. And whatever whatever I keep doing, I'll keep doing. And I have some, um I did a giant test story, which is kind of like a fantasy story for mm-hmm. in an anthology that I was in. So, yeah.
0: Anthology. <laughs> oh, why is my brain all of a sudden blank again? What is an anthology? Isn't that? An worth- anthology. Sorry, go ahead. Oh,
1: oh, okay. It's it's a collection of stories. It can be from um usually it's from multiple authors, but it's not, you know, it can be from one author too. So this is the third book in the series and it's all a um femdom series. So it's female domination. And the third one is coming out in uh Valentine's Day.
0: Was that a was that a, a a chosen date for a reason? Or was it just like Oh that? yeah, it was it was chosen on <laughs> Valentine's
1: Day. So the first one is called He Will Obey and it's all about female domination. And the second one was a Halloween one, the Femme Dom Coven, where it's all like, you know, witches and ghouls and and they're all have you know having sex and all that stuff. So that's the fantasy one. And then the one that's coming out I think it's uh what's it called? Um Whips and chains is the second part. I'm trying to remember what it is. <laughs> oh, no, I'm trying to blank. <laughs> it's coming out on Valentine's Day though. Um, gosh, I should look it up because I should talk about it, right?
0: Yeah, well, a bit, little bit, yeah. <laughs> but it sounds like you got <laughs> like find it because it, uh, it sounds like you just got your hand in, in a whole bunch of different pots here, and you're you're doing so many different things. And, like, I can barely yes. keep track of, uh, I'm on, like, three different podcasts, and I help out with so many different things. Sometimes I just, I'm like, yeah, you can find me on the File Under Entertainment show, and I'm on File Under Entertainment talking about music. So, you know, it, mm. it, it happens to the best of us. <laughs> it does.
1: Okay. Let's see. I think I just want to, oh, here it is. Mm. Um, hearts and Flowers, Whips and Chains. So that's going to be Valentine's Day release. Whip, Hearts and Flowers, Whips and Chains.
0: Okay. Um. Yep. Hearts and flowers. Is that is that a nod to Valentine's? Or is that just kind of like a cute little poem thing that that's going to have foreshadowing?
1: Um, I'm not sure because see, this is going to be a collection of multiple authors, so you know everybody can do whatever they want. It just has to be some sort of BDSM theme, and I'm doing mine. You know, my story is about actual Valentine's Day, so um, it's about a couple on Valentine's Day. So. It's interesting to see what everybody else comes up with too.
0: <laughs> and I guess we have to wait for Valentine's Day to come out then. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what uh now when you said fantasy uh, you you kind of gave me a little uh a little in-depth look into it, you know, obviously doing a whole bunch of weird fun stuff. Um I shouldn't call it weird. A lot of just different genres of fun. What has been one fantasy that you've found yourself really really liking? Kind of in in that genre, like, you know, maybe space pirates or something along those lines is what I can think of off the top of my head. But is there like a specific uh, sci-fi or something like that that you really enjoyed writing?
1: Yeah, I really I I did write the one giant test story and I really did like writing that. I haven't done too much like werewolf or vampire or that kind of stuff. But I do think that stuff is fun. Um I haven't done I haven't done myself any writing of any kind of space erotica. I do know people that do that. But Mm. um you know there's some people, yeah, they do like alien erotica. You know, like an alien comes down and and fucks someone. You know, like there's yeah that kind of stuff. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I haven't tried any of that yet. Who knows? Maybe I will, but you know, monster fucking is a definite genre. <laughs>
0: my mind was, uh, my mind was going to. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh God, what is that? G- Star, not Starcraft. There's a, there's a brand new game that's coming out that Bethesda makes, and uh, I mm. love because uh, I was big into the Fallout Four series, and mm. the way that it was kind of basically described to me was like, oh yeah, you're you're basically a, a space pirate, and that. Uh, Starfield, okay, yep. there we go, Starfield. Mm. A Starfield, play. okay, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that's where I came up with that. Uh, yes. With What is the hardest genre that you've had to write then? Like the one where you've not maybe had a mental block, but just one that you've, you struggled a little bit with?
1: Um, well, actually, this story that I just wrote, I struggled with a little bit because I was trying to do something Valentine's Day, and I didn't want it to be too boring. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, so I guess probably recently... That was the hardest one. But by the time I sat down and wrote it, like I said, I did 4K in a morning. So mm-hmm. um, it's kind of fun to do an anthology with other writers, though, because you kind of like get this, like kind of like an assignment, you know, like you need to write on this topic. And so it's kind of like getting a, a direction like this is it's an assignment. You need to write mm-hmm. this to be in the anthology. So that can be a challenge if you can't think of an idea.
0: Mm mm-hmm. What was the, the hardest... Now, when you say you didn't want it to be, like, too cheesy or something like that, like, what what's, like, a cheesy Valentine's story for somebody who's maybe never read this stuff?
1: Um, I guess I just wanted it to be different. Like, there's so many stories, you know, romance stories written about Valentine's Day. And, you know, it just... I just wanted it to be different. I feel like there's a definite trope out there for Valentine's Day, and it can it's like overdone and kind of boring and overused you know so i wanted mm. something different and okay. it had to be bdsm so that helped it help to launch it into something different to begin with
0: mm. now you you were talking about how you do your own audiobooks, and for those who are listening i, I hope the audio quality is coming across perfectly because it sounds phenomenal on my end here what <laughs> when you record uh one of your books into an audio book Uh, I take it you probably get like super into character and stuff like that.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I totally act it out. Yes.
0: Have you ever brought because I know that there's uh, sometimes though, like for the males out there, if there's like a male speaking part, do you ever bring a a counterpart into to do the male lines or something like that?
1: I have done a couple of books like that, and it's an extraordinary, it's a lot of work. I did one book um, with myself and adult porn star Leilani Mm Lay, and then uh, we also had Joe Mendy, who is uh, also another, he's a narrator, and I had to put all three of our voices together, and it was a short book, it's passion. Uh, let's see, Passion to Seduce, I think is that one. The other one is Inside of Room and Willow. So I've done it, those two books. And it really just takes a lot of time because you're combining audios from three different people. And then you have to kind of, you know, you have to kind of make it sound like they're in the same room. And, you know, you know, working with audio is not always easy. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's been times, there's one time which really made me sad. Actually, I was supposed to do another book with Leilani and she couldn't get the audio to sound good. And so we had to scrap it and I had to do the whole thing myself. So I try to do a male voice. I'm not like perfect at it, but you know, I've gotten better than I used to be. I'd say when I do a male voice, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool when you can do that when it works, but you got to have the right audio files to make it work. Otherwise it just sounds like you're in different rooms and then it just sounds stupid.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. that that's, that that was one of those struggles that I started off with when I first did podcasting is like I had some super basic gaming mic and I, I recorded like a snippet. I'm like, I sound like terrible trash.
1: So, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, what is when, when you read a book and put it into an audio file? How long does that usually take you?
1: Um. Well, let's see. I just did Magic and Her Kisses and I think the full book is almost eight hours long. And so basically, you know, the narrating is the easy part. <laughs> so, like, say it takes you an hour to narrate something. It's going to mm. take you two to four hours to edit that particular file. So you can count on two to four times the amount of time to edit as it did to narrate. So people, you know, cherish those audiobooks because people work damn hard on them.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. What, what kind of audio what kind of editing do you have to do when I'm just yeah like what kind of editing do you have to do for for an audiobook?
1: well there's I have a program I think I always forget the name of it Isotrope trope eight or something like that mm-hmm. I'm not good with names um it's it's a it was an expensive piece of software but it's to edit audio. And I usually do like I do breath control. There's like a bunch of filters you can run it through. I do like breath control. I do try to get out clicks. So because when you're recording something, you can get a lot of voice clicks. And okay. you can hear it. Um, I also get like these S sounds or zipper sounds, which sound really weird. And this is something that I did not hear when I first started editing. It's something I've developed through time. And so then I always wonder Maybe I'm the only one who hears it. But now I hear it, I can't listen to an audiobook and not not hear that. You know what I mean? Like if I hear, then I know the person didn't edit it as much as I would have. And they also have to edit out, edit out any errors and lines, like if you fuck up a line or you don't like the way you said it. And usually as I'm narrating, I'll know whether I like the sound of it or not. And I'll, you know, redo that line if I didn't like the way it came out of my mouth. Or, you know, and then you get all the stupid things like, stomach sounds and you know we're i mean i have had that before i'm like seriously i have to re fucking do this line because my stomach made sound has happened to me multiple times so there's a lot of that that goes on noise reduction even though i'm in a sound room and i have all this stuff you still sometimes get some background sound from whatever you know so you gotta try to get that all out
0: yeah uh i call them little uh I've, i have a friend who refers to them as dinosaur sounds because like the little yeah. in, your, <laughs> in your throat or something
1: like that uh uh-huh, yeah like yeah weird things come out of your throat and you're like what the hell was that you know or like you know say you're sitting here and you act like actually like fucking burp or something you know and like <laughs> <laughs> you have to cough you have to clear your throat you yeah. bang the table you bump the microphone all these things are just super loud
0: well, thanks for calling me out for doing that twice already. Thanks.
1: <laughs> I've, hey, I've tried, what happens?
0: I've tried so hard to set this this damn microphone up to where I'm not going to hit it. And the only way that I can think is if you just strap me to the chair, put the microphone in front of me, and just, you know, like, <laughs> Jared, stay on task. Just try not to move.
1: I'm, all right. I'm right. going to hit it. it. It's inevitable. So, fuck I it. I put mine on those, one of those booms, you know, like the boom thing. where mm-hmm. I can, It's called a boom, right? Yeah. yeah. So like, but I still sometimes accidentally bump it and then it's so <laughs> loud. It's like, wow, that's loud.
0: Yeah, I've got it. I've got it on one of those uh, boom mics that I've got. I've got two of them actually because I know this one is eventually going to break. But I just, mm. I've got one of those weird small L-shaped desks that works well for two monitors. But I just can't mm. find a good spot to put it in. Otherwise, it's rubbing against the chair or whatever. So, yeah.
1: Yes. yeah, bump the table too like, like I have or I have a desk. If I bump the desk, it's loud too.
0: When you do like, these, don't touch anything. <laughs> when you do these audio recordings, have you ever had to stop just because you're like, I, it's it's getting good, and I need to take a break and and calm down, or is that where you're like, fuck yeah, let's crank this to eleven and really put put the passion <laughs> into it?
1: Generally, I continue going, but there's been a few times where I've had to stop. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, if Absolutely. you can't, if you can't laugh or enjoy your own work, what are you doing it for, right?
1: Exactly. I have a funny story about that. I have a sure. friend who's an erotica author and she's the editor at Frolic Me, which um, is a ethical porn site. And I write stories for them as well. And she created this so she could make sex toys. So she created this sex toy, her first sex toy, for herself when she was super hot, when she was writing. And it's just like, mm-hmm. I call it a pussy saddle. You sit on it and you like I'm rock sorry, on it. I'm sorry,
0: what did you call it? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to but make sure I heard actually- it correctly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not actually called that, but I call it a pussy saddle. <laughs> and, and so she created this toy because she would get so hot when she was writing and she didn't want to leave her desk. So she mm-hmm. would sit on this toy and use it while she was writing. Well, then she marketed it and now it's on sale and now she has a second sex toy out there. Um, but it's, that's so funny to me that she created this for herself because it's something she wanted and then she marketed it to the world. It's like brilliant. She's from the UK, so... That's really super cool.
0: <laughs> I'd like. What is it? What is it called? Because I want to see what this is. I,
1: I need to. Okay, I need to look. Oh, see, I just banged my table. I didn't hear a single um, thing. Oh, good because it was loud on my end. Yeah. I'm gonna look her up because her name is Tabitha Rain. Um, is the is it the blush? Let me look it up.
0: Tabitha. See,
1: this is why I'm like really super bad with names. I'm like. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go to Instagram and just look her up there because then I can find it easily.
0: Yeah, that is most definitely not the Tabitha Rain that I would be looking for. That was a weird one. Looked like somebody <laughs> with, her, with her kids, but like, cause I've heard of the the, I think it's the Sabian or Sim something like that. Whereas oh, the b-
1: Simian. Yeah. See, that's different. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know that that will uh, that will fuck up anybody's day. Uh, there, there's. Yeah. Exactly. One of the one of the funniest things in the world that I used to see was where they would uh, these girls would try to read a book and they'd be sitting on it and like the the person behind the controls would just ratchet it up and just to try to mm. watch them struggle and it's just like how does this one toy just destroy everybody's will to be no kind of like your book <laughs> you will do what I'm about to tell you to do so that that's kind of cool right.
1: exactly uh, so her new one is called the Ruby Glow
0: the Ruby Glow.
1: Um, the Ruby Glow and the Ruby Glow blush. So the one I have is her, her first one, which is the Ruby Glow. And the Ruby Glow blush is her new one.
0: Okay. Uh the Ruby Glow. Okay. That is the website I need to go to. <laughs>
1: uh, Let's see. Um Sex Toys Ruby Glow. The Ruby She's yeah. gonna love that I'm mentioning this, by the way.
0: <laughs> this is oh, it's like those uh, the love the love sense where you can connect and, and love sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. I think that the the first one isn't the 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 ruby glow. where It's just a plain ruby glow, is not. But maybe her new one is.
0: You're not kidding. That is legitimately a saddle that you would be able to. It sit is.
1: On. Yeah. And she doesn't. I wish she had a picture of her first one on there. I don't see it, but I know it's on there on the site somewhere.
0: That is a really cool shade of red that I'm looking at right now. I know that it is, folks, and you know. Yeah.
1: This toy is so cool. You know what's super cool about it? That little, like, wiggly thing yeah. is a separate unit. You can pull it out. I just scrolled down to see that. That's so dope. <laughs> that's Isn't so that cool. amazing? She's like a freaking genius. And she's got, like, this little um, area in her house where she goes down. Oh, here it is. If you scroll down to me and Ruby Bless, you can see she's holding both toys. Yep. The purple one, that's the that's the Ruby Glow, the first one she made, the little oh. pussy saddle. They're both kind of pussy saddles, really. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> That's like a better name, right? I mean, but she probably can't call it that because then the companies aren't going to want to call it a pussy saddle. I'm, but
0: it is. That's a pussy saddle. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. If someone was like, Jared, we got this thing. It's called a pussy saddle. You can ride it. I'd be like, I <laughs> am in 100%. That like that sounds like my sex toy. I sit down. I enjoy myself. And I am done. <laughs> oh, my God. that is ah, That is so, that is so
1: cool. cool i know i think she's a genius that she because the, the new one it's like two separate pieces so then mm-hmm. it's it's like two sex toys in one because you can take that other unit out that yeah that's like brilliant
0: that like i, I love that. that 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 that's so great that is so great <laughs> like you you just see this is, this is why i love the the, the kind of sex industry because it's just like someone's like i have this butterfly That I attach to to my panties and it's it's great. It it (laughs) just like and like the the, the pearl underwear, right? Because I I remember Mm -hmm. I got one of my girlfriend's the pearl underwear and like I had never heard Mm -hmm. of this or whatever, and it was just like somebody had a fucking idea. There it is. Mm -hmm. I give it to her. She jumps my bones at night, and I'm like, thank you, creator of this. (laughs) So exactly. She's dominant now. You said you said something interesting. Ethical. What what was it? Ethical pornography.
1: Ethical pornography, yes. So their site is frolic me. It's ethical pornography because, and they call it that because the the actors are legit paid what they're worth. I mean, some of this porn you see online, you know, people probably Mm -hmm. aren't getting paid, or you know, it's so that's what makes it ethical because you know you you know that they're legit getting paid that they're not being ripped off, they're not being used. You know, so it makes it ethical and they have their their films are just beautiful. Mm-hmm. They're just sensual, sexy, beautiful films. And I, I really enjoy writing for them. So like I write a story that goes along with one of their films. So then they have the film and the story connected on their site.
0: So you have wrote stories that people have then acted out.
1: No, usually the way it works is they have the films and then the writer writes the story after. And then they also oh, turn them okay. into audiobooks too. So they kind of try to do it from all angles. And so I have a couple stories up there and I'm about to do another one for them as well.
0: OK, what. Um, so I take it. Do you have to, like, watch the film and then put it into words? Mm-hmm. Is that kind of difficult yep. to do?
1: Oh no, it's so much fun! And then, like, I get to—I just have total license. I can write some story ahead of what would maybe happen, what I think would happen, before the film or after the film. So, like, I can add in more story and more stuff. And usually, yeah, I will sit there and watch the film as I'm writing it, and I'll rewatch it and I'll write it, and I try to match it along with what's happening in the film. But I will add in other things too. It's so much fun. I—I I just love doing it.
0: Have you, have you ever been consuming? porn and like all of a sudden just kind of like a story click and it's no longer about just like oh this is something cool to watch you're all of a sudden on a tangent maybe writing something has that ever happened to you
1: um I would say if I I got an idea I probably would you know keep it in my head and then use that later yes oh, but okay. I've never like stopped watching porn to go right because I want to finish you know
0: <laughs> Well I was just kind of curious cuz like I'll be playing a game or like uh, like mm-hmm. you, you do something else out in the world and you're like oh there's a thought and then you just go with that thought and uh, you just kind of yeah. stop drop and 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 go with that so I was just kind of curious because it sounds like Uh, like a buddy of mine Alex he used to take a very technical approach to movies whereas I'm just like tell me a story director and Mm -hmm. um, he he would kind of think of things and dive a little bit more deep and and that can sometimes ruin a film and I was just kind of curious if that was something that you did where you just like consume like oh great idea here let's run with it so yeah
1: yeah I've definitely taken ideas from things I've seen and you know I've definitely done that. I, you know, type ideas in my phone or start a document on my computer, like with a few ideas and hopes that I will get to writing that story at some point. <laughs>
0: what <laughs> What's a story that you would really like to start, but maybe you, you don't have that that uh, oofta or that oomph to, to get in there and start writing it?
1: Well, hmm, that's a good question. Um... Right now, I feel like I'm kind of stuck in doing... I'm doing several series of books, so then I'm kind of stuck doing that. And I'm like, there is one book that I want to write that I started... You know what? I know what the big one is. This is it. I have a, an entire novel that I wrote. It's an erotic um, thriller suspense. Mm-hmm. And I wrote it, and I've just let it sit for a couple of years. And I'm like, I need to get back to that. But I'm like, I feel like it's getting... it's. One of the challenges, too, when, when you're writing something is it can get too long for a genre. And mm-hmm. this book is too long. And I know every time I edit, I add in more stuff. I'm one of those people. I don't take things out. I'm not very good at that. Mm-hmm. I add more. And it's already too long. So I've like been kind of like avoiding polishing it because it's so long. And I'm like, I don't even know what I would cut out. And I know if I go through it again, I'm going to want to add. So I'm like Mm kind of stuck. And I can't really divide it into two books because it's all one story. So yeah, that's the one I don't have oomph on right now. And that's not writing it, but that's polishing it and finishing (laughs) it and editing it, revising. But I love the storyline. So I need to get back to it. (laughs) It's so long though. It's like, I don't know. I think it's like over ninety thousand words. It's so long.
0: Well, see what you could do is depending upon where in the story you're at, it just mid sex scene, right? Just like
1: mm-hmm. part
0: two coming later. And then you're like, ah yeah. I I wanna see how the, the night finishes, right? And then just pick right up there. Right. Leave it as a
1: little cliffs. I, I thought of doing that, but it's like then it's like it's not really an end. I mean unless mm-hmm. you just call it, you know, part one. I mean I guess I could do that.
0: Yeah. That, that'd be so horrible. It'd just imagine halfway through your movie, it's just like, oh, the superheroes will return <laughs> to fight the bad guy later. No, yeah. fucking get back here and fight the big
1: bad guy, guys. Exactly. I don't think God. people like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not at all. I, d- I did see, like, this is how my brain works. This is why I hate scripting stuff, because I'm just like, I'm mm. going to have a question that comes in. And I had right. one, and then it disappeared. So that's okay.
1: Oh, I know. I've had that happen to me when I interview people, too. If I'm good I write it down but I write a note but I don't always do that either and then I lose it. I hate that.
0: See, I have I have my keys hot barred for OBS Studios, the the recording thing that I, I told you about. And I have been mm-hmm. known to accidentally hit the key while writing, uh, even though oh. it's even though it's uh, kind of on the extended keyboard here and so I constantly check to make sure i'm recording and you're right i don't ever want to fuck up another recording because i've fucked up at least three so far and i've been able to save all three and i'm just waiting for the time where it's like well i gotta redo a whole episode so
1: oh my gosh <laughs> painful right
0: yeah I, I i did have a quick question that i wanted to throw out there because this is something that i, I always like to ask people in professions if someone wants to start writing erotica or even just kind of a, a young adult romance novel or something just in the genre that you're in, how would you, how would you tell them to restart? What advice would you give them? Uh, the, the floor is yours to let us know how we can get started. If we want to look into to writing, what you do, Rune?
1: Um, read, I would say definitely read in the genre, read in the genre and then just start. Don't get blocked by, oh, I can't do it. Oh, I can't do it like this person. I can't do it like that person. You just got to start and you just got to do it. The other advice that I like that someone that I had on my podcast who was a writer talked about is you're never going to, it's never going to be perfect. So at some point you have to decide to just move forward, mm-hmm. you know, so I, that would be, those would be my things so you just get, just got to start. You got to read and you still, you got to keep reading. Like I still read. I have lots of friends who write erotica and I read their work too. So you got to read, you got to write. You just write as much as you can. And you can always cut things out, but just write as much as you can.
0: I remember the question.
1: Oh, awesome!
0: <laughs> so it, it, it was—it was going back to uh, kind of the uh, the saddle that we were talking about. Is that like mm-hmm. one of the dangers of the job, where you're just writing and you're <laughs> like, "Oh shit, we got a problem," <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, yes. Oh, absolutely, that okay. happens. I mean, there's erotica. Ero- I've talked to many people who say that. Yeah, so they get they get, and that's when they know that stuff's really good if they're really turning themselves on. And then they know they're like, yeah, this is fucking good. <laughs>
0: I, Because I, I I just, I wonder if like uh, there's anybody that's out there, they're like writing it, they're getting in deep and they're like, all right, we got to go solve this problem. They solve the problem. They come back and they're like, well, maybe I shouldn't have solved it. And then they got to wait to write. Right? But, yeah. <laughs>
1: well, that's why my friend created that toy too. Because she's like, then I can just keep writing while I'm doing that. I'm like, she's just like freaking brilliant. <laughs>
0: I don't know how people just like just like that that seems distracting to me like i can barely play a video game or do anything outside of outside of that realm as it is and it's just like add that into the mix and it's like well one or the other jared one or the other
1: <laughs> right <laughs> i get it
0: <laughs> so with uh with with the the styles that you're have you have you decided to maybe expand into anything else that is out there or are you pretty much just wanting to stick to the, the words on the, on the pages and, and stuff like that in the audiobooks? Because, I mean, there's, there's not really much else that you can expand into. It sounds like you've kind of got your, your, your work all over the place. Is there anything that you maybe want to expand out into with this stuff? Or is it pretty much are you in your, your lane with the writings and the words and the, the spoken word over, over uh, an audiobook, I guess?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I guess I, I I do kind of have my hands in like so many different areas. That's very true. Um, I guess the one thing I wouldn't mind getting myself into is writing some of the, the monster erotica or the, you know, werewolf or the alien or something, you know, mm-hmm. like that, you know, and... You know, I've always wanted to also write horror. You know, then there isn't... I've heard a lot of people say they don't think there's... There's a there's a kind of something similar about erotica and horror. And I think it's an interesting theory. And I think they're right. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure I could write horror because my brain can go pretty fucking nasty. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I think I could write some nasty horror as well.
0: I mean, isn't that like every... Every, uh, like Anaconda, that opened with a, a yeah. sex scene, you know, two, two, girl, two very right. beautiful women uh, going at it. Mm-hmm. And then it was about a killer snake. I mean, every yes. Freddie and Jason, there's a young couple having sex right there's up sex. front. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that
1: yep. goes hand in hand, right? It really does. And someone said that to me. And I'm like, you know what? Damn, you're right. There is something similar about horror and erotica.
0: Yeah. What? What is drawing you to this this fantasy side that you would like to, to get into? I, I mean, I know you talked a little bit about the giantess, and I'm not going to lie, I understand the, the Dom thing and, and a bigger, stronger woman. I completely understand that side, because uh, that's, that's where Jared likes to lean. But what draws you into the, the more fantasy side? It, what about it really just kind of says, Ruin wants to write this?
1: Um, I really like the No Limits that it's, you know, it can be anything and you know, you, you write in like the real world, there's limits. Mm-hmm. You write a story that's just in regular everyday life, there's limits. But if you're gonna write fantasy, you know, you know, monsters or vampires or space, there's no limits. And how fun is that to think about there's literally no limits. You could do whatever you want. Your imagination can go just fucking wild.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, I can imagine that just how much that would actually open up for you in the ability to just kind of mm-hmm. create some of the crazy, weird scenarios that you might get into. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have Netflix, out of curiosity?
1: Netflix? Oh, yes. I have, have Netflix. Uh,
0: Love, Sex, and Robots. Have you watched that?
1: No, no, I haven't.
0: There is a episode, and I'll I'll have to find it in a second, that is a very horrific story of... Uh, love, sex, and uh space pirates. <laughs> essentially. Oh, wow,
1: interesting.
0: Um, and it 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 takes a very twisted and dark turn. And if mm. you want to talk about maybe horror, I'll I'll definitely uh send it your way as, as soon as we yeah. finish the podcast here. Because Sure. Oh my god, is it good? <laughs>
1: uh, nice.
0: Yeah. So uh, kinda kinda talking about having no limits here, um, one of the one of the genres that i've always kind of found uh very interesting is people who can create stories on a fly and you were telling me before we were recording about how you create just on on oh fuck yeah your podcast you just Mm -hmm. sometimes uh you know tell stories uh, and just like just build something on the fly and in your mind how do you start a story when, when you're kind of starting to maybe do something for the podcast or, or putting something down, where do you start that adventure and just coming up with something out of the blue in creation?
1: Well, generally I write down the characters names. I might write down a little bit, what they look like. And then just a topic. I don't have a whole lot written down. Um, that's about what I do. And then I just tell a story and and I feel like the fact that I can do that, I feel like, you know, it, it like makes me be able to be a storyteller. You know what I mean? Like the, mm-hmm. you know, storytellers have been around for ever, all through time. People have been storytellers. I can just sit down and tell a story. Year, hundreds, thousands of years ago, people would just tell a story. They didn't write it down. just told a story. And that I think is a thing of beauty and... What an amazing thing to be able to just sit down and just, just tell a story, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah, and I give you a lot of props for that because I, like, I'll talk about weird stuff and go on tangents all day, but if I have to stick to something, I mm-hmm. no can't do that, can't do
1: that. <laughs> so I've, I've actually turned a couple of them into books, like the, the skinny dipping at the pond on a hot summer day. That's how that story actually started. <laughs> I, I just I created a story. Right off the top of my head on the podcast, and I I took it, I took it off what I did in the podcast, which was right off the top of my head. I took a transcript of it, and I edited it and added to it and turned it into a book. And that's the audiobook I'm actually working on right now, you know. And so to me, that's really like oh, fun. I
0: <laughs> it's would a blast. I would imagine so, especially because you know, like like you were saying earlier. You'll, you'll write something down and then you'll go into it and you're like, oh, I, I want to mm-hmm. add to this. I want to add to that. And you just make it better. And I could 100% yeah. see that. Yeah, especially with coming up something off the fly and then you can refine it from what is essentially, you know, a, a nice piece of gold into a nice polished diamond. That would be awesome sauce.
1: Right. Oh, yeah. Really interested to see what's going to happen because for some reason, Spotify, that's the one podcast episode they decided to, to kick me off of and i'm like i don't really know why because it's actually one of the more little innocent stories but for some reason they kicked it off but the funny thing is i'm gonna i'm gonna be curious if this is going to happen because The my audiobooks are are going to all these different places right now. And Spotify Mm. is now doing audiobooks. And so this book is scheduled to go to Spotify. I'm so (laughs) curious if they're going to accept it or if they're going to be like, oh, no, that's similar to this one we rejected, this podcast episode we rejected from you. And I'm going to laugh my ass off if they take the audiobook.
0: (laughs) I I had a guest on not too long ago where her podcast was, was pretty much just like, it, if you could do a OnlyFans podcast, like that's pretty much just what it was. Mm, okay. Um, it sure. was, it was pretty in depth and maybe that's why she stopped posting or that's why it stopped going up is because it, it, it took it too far. Cause you told me that and I'm like, well, they Spotify, let's get away with some shit. They really do. You know, and I've, yeah. I've seen, and I've heard some podcasts where I'm like, that's might as well just throw this on Pornhub guys. Come on now.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> so she got kicked off. You think maybe.
0: She, uh, well, cause she recorded an episode with me and then I recorded an episode with her and then it was supposed to air and then she just stopped posting and it just stopped no. altogether. I, okay. I, I'll reach out to folks I've talked to in the past. I, my family, my dad's side of my family is really, really bad about reaching out to people and it may have just been too much mm. time has passed, but yeah, right. I, I haven't seen much new content from her or, or anything really. Huh. So. Uh, right. I don't know. Maybe it was getting a little too much for her spouse or whatever. I have no idea. So, well, right. We'll see what happens with that.
1: Bummer. Yeah, a
0: little bit. But uh, this is kind of getting to the point in the episode uh, where I like to help some folks out with some advices, answer some polls, because I've kind of extended as far as I know about uh, the writing section. Words are hard. But yes, <laughs> are you ready to answer some fun <laughs> questions, Ruin? Absolutely. All right. So I have two uh, two polls that are kind of right off the bat here. One's kind of a meh, whatever one. Um, and then we got some cool advice stories here. But uh, surprise, you've gained the, the power to communicate with an animal species for the rest of your life, but it's a singular animal species. Who would you like to talk to?
1: Mm, I think I would like to talk to dogs.
0: You got a you got a couple of dogs and they take it.
1: I have dogs, yes.
0: Yeah, I, birds, for me, obviously.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like birds too, but birds and dogs don't mix very well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, you gotta you gotta get the gotta get them as puppies uh, and then yeah, them. Yeah,
1: so they're around them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then they get used to them and they're not like gonna attack them.
0: Yeah. Because I'll tell you what, Helios has been losing his fucking mind here for a couple, like for Aww. what he's. So we've got a couple of feral cats. And I think what it is is because it's starting to get colder in Wisconsin here,
1: oh. you know, mm-hmm. so
0: they're, they're roaming around a bit more. And then there's there's two trailers that have opened underneath by me. And oh, I'm sure. pretty sure one trailer is pretty abandoned. One trailer is abandoned. The other one's not so much. So they're hanging around there for heat. And, I'm you know, they like to come mm-hmm. say hi to the boys because obviously cats love birds. Words, you know so <laughs> yeah um, one of the one of the ones that i always like to throw out to folks is you know like what superpower would you love to be able to do you know there's the the flying the talking to animals the invisibility telekinesis you can speak and understand every language fluently or uh, basically you can retain and read information a thousand times faster than anybody else you know, I know there's a million mm. different superpowers that folks have out there, but Rune, if you could have one superpower, what would it be and why?
1: I think that there's a lot of things you could do and could, like, knock somebody away from a good power. Um.
0: Oh, we got you back. To bring... Hi, you're loud. And, <laughs> you're loud and clear now. So, I heard knock people back and to be a cool superpower. What did you say?
1: Be able. To what? Back, knock them away from you or yourself. Make, and I'm, I'm somebody who tries to do so many things. Like things. To,
0: Oh, Ruin, I don't know if you can hear me or not, but we're going to we're going to take a quick pause X on this and and see if I can't fix this damn problem. It's right. You're back and we can resume the recording. So we're all good.
1: Sounds good. All right. Sounds good. Uh,
0: You were uh, you were saying basically that uh, I, I think you were going with telekinesis is what I got by being able to push people back. Is that what you were going for?
1: Yeah, and also just being able to do more than one thing at once cuz I, I my brain is always like I'm trying to do so many things. So like <laughs> <laughs> if I could like do telekinesis, I could like multitask more and get more done at the same time.
0: Yeah. I I always thought telekinesis would be cool because like you could you could you could talk like you could talk to somebody, you know, just be like oh, you see that cute guy or that cute girl across the way and you're like <laughs> you'd be like, "Hey, Hey, I'm your subconscious. Or it's like, hey, right. I'm Loki, the god of misfortune and love, <laughs> I guess, that you didn't know that. But, hey, you see that cute girl or guy sitting over in the corner with the <laughs> bald head, you know, when the bird on his shoulder? Yeah, go talk to him, you know? Yes,
1: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, the, the horrible brain that, that we, we sometimes have. Uh.
1: Power of suggestion.
0: Yes. Um so this one, this one uh, person here. Uh, this is one of the few times that I've actually been able to find some good advice questions. Like usually they're, they're really great. Like the soda can sometimes is. Um, mm. a call back to two episodes there, but I'm not even gonna try to pronounce that. Uh, Rubiat. or I, I have no idea what this person's name is. Uh, but she, uh, I'm assuming that they are. Uh, she is saying I really like this person, but we're both extremely shy and ended up ghosting each other. How do I break the ice again? We had multiple attempts at uh, meeting for a drink, but something always got in between. Then we started talking less, but he still—yeah, okay—but he still interacts with my socials. Should I just let it grow go since it's gone nowhere, or try harder? And shy men, how do you feel about these kinds of things?
1: We we'll definitely try, try again. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, try again. I mean. You know, you might be shy, but the same thing at the same time. It's like if you don't try, you're never gonna get anywhere. So, why not do it? Just get yourself to do it.
0: Miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. One and and this yes. is, this is coming from a guy. Uh, you know, I've <laughs> I've kind of made it clear here that like I like a dominant woman, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, if 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 you were kind of the, the shy gal, and you were like, hey, I have I I have an idea here. What you should do is. Either one of two things I, I think would be great is go, I'm going out to dinner. If you want to come and join me, that'd be great. I'm going out on Friday to, you know, uh, Wrigley Field for a fish fry or whatever or whatever you do out there. Or just show up at the dude's. Like, if you know where this guy lives, just show up and be like, you want? To, can I take you out to dinner? You know, right, I, I'd like right. to, yeah to be be aggressive. I guarantee he, he might like it or he might hate it. Well, you'll find out.
1: <laughs> you know, but if he doesn't like it, then then he's not your person. Move on.
0: Yeah. Oh, this is a good one, though. This is a good one. Because uh, Long Jumping Moose 48 is asking if they are a rebound. Um So I'm dating this guy who just got out of a long-term relationship. He reassured me that I am not a homewrecker. Uh, They began having issues about three years ago recently, and their separation finally became official. We began dating one week after they had mutually separated. He had to complete a final task in the separation, you know, separating their assets. Uh, He has been, Mm -hmm. uh, he has, uh, he has been sighing all day, and I can I can tell totally he's stressed. He's affected by this. I myself am going through a divorce as well too. I uh, oh, I myself have gone through a divorce. Uh, they said that they've healed and moved on, but uh, she is asking, "Am I being selfish by continuing to date him, even though I know I'm just even though I know I'm just a rebound to help him as he heals?" Question mark. I'm not sure what to do. I've told him I don't expect anything from this. The love and effort I put out, I don't expect him to put out the same since I know he's still healing, but I, ke- I kept telling myself I'd be okay if I'm not that priority because he needs to put himself and his happiness first. Um, basically, she goes on to talk about some sexual stuff where they're having fun uh, and how he's a great lover, but th- it's kind of confusing here because she's like, am I a rebound? But I know I'm a rebound. So I guess, should we answer her question is, is she a rebound?
1: I think I my advice to her would be, Don't worry about that kind of shit. Live each day as its own. Live in the moment. And wherever it ends up going, that's where it was meant to go. Don't worry about labeling yourself as a rebound yes or a rebound no. Who the fuck cares? Just live it. Live in the moment. Live your day. Just enjoy each other. And if it grows, it grows. Don't don't strap yourself in by boundaries of a label like that.
0: I like that answer too much. I like it too much. <laughs> uh, I mean, to answer the original question here, long jumping moose. Yeah, you're a rebound. That's you. You literally said you are in in the thing. Yeah. I don't know why you're asking that, but I, like there there was a there was a, a fun moment in Jared's life where he he had a, a, fu- a fun somebody as a rebound, and I loved and lived in the moment. And my God, was that fun? Get out of yeah. that headspace of trying to label something. Just have your fun exactly. and enjoy it.
1: Don't don't let that anxiety about the future trap you. You know what? Just enjoy it now. Enjoy each other now. And if it's meant to be, it will last. Who cares? Who cares how it started or how it, you know, just live it.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And and talking about having fun and living life, how can uh Verani uh, have fun without spending money?
1: Oh geez. Do you ever heard of masturbation, sweetheart? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that's an obvious no-brainer answer I mean hello <laughs> I,
0: I should like I was looking for like oh go for a walk in the park there's a, <laughs> there's a sculpture park where you know a bunch of students have, have made things for me here in Wisconsin and I can go walk it well, Pokemon, there's a lot let's of that go. Too. yeah but yeah there's you're like no. all of that flick the brain stroke, <laughs> ch- choke the chicken go for it have fun
1: <laughs> well that's true but yes all that other stuff is very true as well enjoying nature going for a walk Absolutely.
0: I should have known you were going to go there. I was like, she'll have a cool <laughs> answer for that one.
1: <laughs> oh my God, that's
0: great. Uh, so, Ruin, uh, my in laws got us an early Christmas present that will actually end up costing us money. And Keith Squash 4403 has a question for it. Uh, so before they've they've gotten cool presents uh, for Christmas like last year, uh, there was a show in Philadelphia, which was actually a relatively quick drive from their house. But this year they got Broadway tickets to The Lion King, uh, a gift that, on the surface, seems great. Except that means spending money to to get to and actually be in New York. Uh, now, since the tickets were purchased, money uh, has gotten tighter. As it stands, we're you know we're already worried about how we're even going to cover Christmas Day. Uh, my wife's stepmother sees everything takes everything so personally and the tickets are bought i don't see any way uh, any way out of going heck it's actually one of the weekends i work overtime so it's doubly costing me money so is there any way to give the tickets back and if not uh what's the cheapest way to spend a day in new york city
1: i would say take the opportunity because you may never get that opportunity ever again. And yes, it may be a stretch. It may be difficult, but you could find ways to maybe do it. Even if you had to drive there and not get a hotel, if you had to take a bus, um, I would say try to make that work. And you know, you know, a family is not happy with the kind of gifts they want. I mean, that's capitalist. That's being. That's just stupid. It's more important to spend time together than what gifts you're going to give. And if your family's like that, I say fuck them. Mm-hmm. You know getting someone a gift is not more important than spending time with them. And if they're going to bitch about what kind of money you spent on their gift, I mean, come on. Life is about experiences, in my opinion, more than things. So try to make the experience happen. I mean, I have been to New York. If you can't get a hotel, you can't afford one, you know, take some freaking caffeine, drive all night after it. You don't have to sleep there. You Mm -hmm. know, you could drive there, go to it, drive home might be a pain in the ass but you can do it i once drove straight from where i live which kind of gives you a clue i'm about to say this to boston in 23 hours we drove straight right shit's possible if you want to do it
0: well you know it's funny that you mentioned that cuz i drove from houston texas to central wisconsin in tw- Did you? 22 hours with my stepdad once when i was 18 so okay that I mean, really Boston from where you're at takes twenty twenty three hours twenty four hours. God, like I believe so. <laughs> you must have hit so much construction. That's ridiculous.
1: Good God, well, that's what I remember it as. Maybe I remember it wrong. <laughs> okay, yeah, because I'm like. Well,
0: then again, my this was this was when I was 18, young, dumb, and my stepdad. Uh, were, like, because I've made that trip. I've made the trip twice from Houston to South okay. Dakota and then Houston to Central Wisconsin as well too and like i'm talking i'm doing like 80 85 the entire way on the highways mm,
1: sure um, sure we probably yeah. didn't speed that much yeah oh <laughs> uh, yeah
0: yeah i i had places to be and things to do
1: so, right yeah i get it
0: uh do, do, do i so i did i did want to ask you this question this, this is from a post uh, that's called off my chest uh, I'm a 23-year-old female that posted a, thir- a thirst trap to teach my boyfriend, a, a 28-year-old male, a lesson. It's it's a bit of a story. I'm going to basically paraphrase it because I I, I I wonder how this comes from somebody in your position. Um, basically, this guy is on Instagram a lot. He he likes a lot of like bikini photos of friends and stuff like that. And it, it's basically that kind of social media nonsense that you see all the time with some couples out there. And uh, she tried to have that conversation with him. Is like, hey, you like, you you don't want me posting this stuff, but yet you're over here liking all these posts. So what does she right. do? She gets petty. She posts some shit, and uh, apparently it blows the fuck up. It gets a lot of attention. He loses his shit over it. And and my my one kind of question is like, in in your line of work with this, how would you feel her doing something similar to this? And then the boyfriend losing his mind. What kind of advice? I think he's- oh, sorry. Yeah, you-, you know where I'm going.
1: I think he's being an ass. I mean, you're being a double standard. So you can mm-hmm. sit there and like all these women. But when then your woman wants to be sexy and express herself sexually, you're going to get pissed off. That's fucking bullshit, in my opinion. And that's not fair to her. If she wants to express it, she should. I mean, I guess it depends on why she's posting it. Is she doing it to get back at him or is she doing it because she enjoys it? Those are mm-hmm. two entirely different reasons. But I think that's BS to, for someone to be liking other people's sexy po- photos and then getting mad at your partner for posting sexy photos. Yeah, That's like double standard shit.
0: It, it, it's great because it's it's the most... Petty reaction that like her posting it is complete pettiness, but it's a hundred percent guaranteed. Because uh, th- this yeah. is the this is the fun part here that I, I highlighted actually. Uh, a month ago, he liked a picture of this girl. Uh, she calls Lexi, who is basically nude. Like she was almost nude, mm-hmm. and I asked him if sure. uh, you know if he's okay with doing that, and he's she's like, yeah, she's just a friend. You know, I thought it was okay. And then uh, basically she just kind of copy pastes exactly what she does. <laughs> and he loses his absolute mind. And, you know, it, he, he tries that that typical line. of Oh, it's it's not the same. And it, it's the fucking same thing. Like if oh, you yeah.
1: what an ass. Sorry, he's being an ass, in my opinion. He's being a jerk.
0: Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. You want to post something sexy online? Great. As long as it doesn't transition from anything into your DMs where you're messing around with somebody else. Right. And I'm, I'm the only right. gentleman. I don't give a shit. You know? Right
1: and yeah, I get that. But yeah, I mean, if you're gonna sit there and like things that other people do, and then get mad at your girlfriend because she does the same thing, mm-hmm. she's still a woman. She would like to express her sexuality. I think that's just <laughs> that's the kind of BS that just I can't stand. <laughs>
0: I I find it, it, it like it's it's weird because on on the the redditor stuff, it everyone's always like, man, Reddit's. Reddit's always telling people just to break up with, you know, their their significant others or their, their you know, their <laughs> others because of this. And I was like, yeah, because a lot of the stuff that they throw on there is like super red flaggy, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And
0: and if if you have enough gumption to, to go ask a random Internet person if you should break up with them because of this intimate detail that you're providing. <laughs> right. It's right. gotten to a point to where it's just like, this is enough. Because, I mean, yeah. yeah. Ruin, you're my friend. I'll, I'll tell, I'll be like, hey, Ruin, my girlfriend's doing blah, blah, blah. Like, that's different than going,
1: hey, random yes. internet
0: people, my girlfriend's doing, blah. right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly. And they're not getting the full picture, anyways. I mean, you're talking to your friend, they're going to know the full picture. They know your relationship, they know you, they know what's going on. It's totally different. 100%.
0: 100%. <sighs> I've run out of questions. I don't have any other good ones. <laughs> They were they were kind of garbage this week. A, a lot of the a lot of the advice ones are like they're just basic your your most basic human interactions where it's it's like mm. just tell the guy you like him. Tell the girl you like him. It right. solves a thousand different problems.
1: Oh, people totally need to do that because time, you know, you gotta you gotta grab it by the, the reins and just do it.
0: I did have another question I forgot. I I saved this one because I I, I thought I was going to ask it to somebody. And then you came along here. Do you take commissions on, do you do commission stories at all?
1: I will. I have tried that a little bit on my Patreon and it didn't really take off. So I pulled it off, but yeah, I would do that. I had a few people ask me to do it and it just ended up not going through, but yeah, I would, I definitely would do that.
0: What was the strangest commission that you got?
1: Um, but I've only received a few and they didn't pan out and they were just okay. wanting me to write something. They, didn't, they weren't real specific. It just didn't follow through. So it wasn't like, there's like the no great story there. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. Yeah. Cause they were, they were kind of like, oh, like, uh, you know, not safe for work, uh, at, uh, people who have, who have done commissions, like where's, where have you drawn the line or what craziness have you not ever you're really, like, that's mm-hmm. a little too far over the edge. And, um, I was just right. kind of curious if you've gotten any like suggestions you're like hey do this and you're like that that's a little too much
1: right well I've gotten people asking me to write specific stories they've given me ideas and I've, I have done that which mm-hmm. I enjoy doing I mean I'm always up for an idea and if somebody likes the idea and wants it and I like it well sure why not I'll write a story
0: do you ever put any Easter eggs in your story stories like,
1: I haven't. I should. I haven't really done it too much, but yeah, that would that would be a good thing to do.
0: Because like like I d- like see this is the, this is how it works. Just the random dumb thoughts that come across. Like, have you ever <laughs> just been like, oh, you know, like. The bald-headed man with a with a decently shaved up beard, and he's got a bird on his shoulder, and he's (laughs) disc golfing with this lady. And I'm like, that's very Jared. That sounds a lot like no, no, no. His name is
1: Alex. All right, his name is Alex. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So well, I you know there I have definitely taken people in my life and taken parts of them and turned them into a character.
0: Have you ever gone full bore with a fantasy story about somebody you know in real life?
1: No, I haven't. I mean, you okay. got to worry about if somebody were to actually, like, sue you if it was too similar to them. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> no, that, but I've only taken yeah. pieces. I've never taken a full, like, personality and turned that into a, a character. I've just taken, like, pieces.
0: Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. Ah, well, ruin, I'd, I hate to ruin it, but I'd. I'm out of <laughs> questions. I don't like oh, that. To... That was kind of the extent I was hoping for like some juicy gossip. Be like, yeah, Tim down the street, he's just phenomenal. And I had to write <laughs> a story about him. But yeah. <laughs> so you are literally like everywhere. Like I thought you were just like, I oh, am. yeah, I've got this little, <laughs> this little section here. So I guess where, where are some of the major places that that we can find you?
1: Uh, well, I've got three accounts on Twitter. I've got three on Instagram, but one they've blocked me out of and I can't get into. Okay. Um, I'm on TikTok, Pinterest, share some. Um, I've got stories on Medium, erotic stories on Medium. I've got stories on Literotica. Um I'm on MeWe, but they, they're kind of dumb because I I loaded so many pictures there, they won't let me load pictures there anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> they're like, you have to pay now if you're going to post pictures. I'm like, fuck that. So okay. I do like links sometimes, but I gotcha. Yeah. So on and Twitter is probably the main one where I'm at. I'm mean, at Raunchy is and Ruin Willow and Ruin underscore Willow for two or for. Just kind of more just posting and books and stuff. And the Ruin underscore Willow is for the podcast.
0: Awesome. I'm going to have you send me all the links you can. If you have a link tree to all your stuff. I do.
1: I do have a link tree. I can send you that, yeah.
0: Yeah, send me the link tree so I can just go finder here
1: <laughs> right it's so easy and nice right <laughs> yeah
0: Th- those link tre- i've always i've always been nervous about clicking those link trees for for some of the people i found because i'm like i'm gonna find some naughty oh. yep there it is there's the naughty <laughs> stuff <laughs> uh,
1: right <laughs> well rune it
0: it has literally been an absolute pleasure letting me pick your brain getting a little perverted here today and so thank you thank you for coming on
1: well thank you for having me this was so much fun i really enjoyed chatting it was oh. fun
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, I I know that I I like I said I'm I'm really bad about uh, communicating with folks about maybe possibly a second one coming on, but uh, maybe maybe I can kind of find some way to to work you in because I I love that you have a great microphone you have a great voice for for speaking and so I'd love to definitely have you back on to talk about a lot just anything I can come up with so
1: oh absolutely I would love to
0: pending invitation check out the oh fuck yeah podcast because i guarantee if you like hearing her voice here you're gonna love it over there check (laughs) out her books read all the stuff enjoy yourself because uh you know winter's setting in and we got to get lonely sometimes so ruin again thank you for joining me
1: thank you so much this was awesome loved it
0: and as as my buddy gaia would say i love you you're worth it and best us